Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening, Nerd Clan. Welcome back to Blake's Book Club. This uh, chapter is, uh, well, this analysis of the chapter is going to be very short. Uh, simply because there's not a whole ton to talk about uh, yet again. And uh, you may hear in the background uh, the, the soothing dulcet tones of Jim Dale reading uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets to my kids uh, as they tried to fall asleep. So please forgive any uh, intrusion from uh, the one and only Jim Dale. So we're back here with Chapter 13, Another Complication. And um, like last chapter, this feels a lot like filler. It feels a lot like we're um, spinning wheels um, just to get to a certain point. Uh, and of course, that point is uh, Edward and Jay, um, sorry, Edward and Billy Black coming into um, each other's presence, uh, along with Jacob Black. We finally get some insight into, well, not insight, but we finally get an experience of what Jacob's mind uh, is like, what his thought process is like, especially as it relates to Edward's car. And we get a further clarification on the treaty with the Quileutes, and also that <clears throat> at the time the treaty was created, there was only five Cullens. Also, uh, the... Quileutes seem to be lessened in their power. It seems like uh, Edward believes the Quileutes don't have uh, whatever ability or whatever means to defend themselves that they once did. He doesn't see them as a threat. Uh, yet, they still see the Cullens as a threat. And Edward validates that feeling. Edward validates the feeling of knowing that the, some of the, the Cullens still have some something left in them to cause danger to the Quileutes. So, uh, of course, if you've read the Twilight book, you, you know that um, there, the Quileute genes have gone somewhat dormant um, over the years until the Cullens arrived back in the area, which would then allow them to continue on the path that they were once uh, going under. So I will say that this is a, well, this is an interesting way to reintroduce uh, the conflict between the Cullens and uh, the Quileutes. And it's an interesting way to introduce the fact that there are abilities that the Quileutes seem to have uh, in, in contrast to the Cullens. Uh, or, or vampires in general. Uh, the fact that they lost him uh, seems to suggest that something has changed. Um, the fact that they lost him seems to suggest also that because of that change, the Quileutes have seemed to uh, become a little bit 
more the opposite of the Cullens. That they, not only should they not be afraid, well, should they, should the, uh, the Cleats be afraid of the Cullens, the Cullens seem to be less afraid of that, of the, of the Cleats. So uh, it's an interesting dichotomy that Stephanie Meyer has alluded to here. She just barely ticks the surface of what's coming. She just barely introduces us to uh, a much larger picture that she's trying to paint. But as, as large of a picture as she's trying to paint with the Cleutes and the Cullens, she's, she's giving us the, uh, a brief glimpse into the smaller setting of Edward and Bella. And we finally get some more interaction, actual interaction, not just uh, mindless, self-centered brooding from Edward, though that does happen quite a bit in this chapter. It's far less in the previous chapters. One moment of that made me chuckle is uh, when Edward asks Bella her favorite color. She rolled her eyes. Oh, what's your favorite color today? Um, she thought for just a second. Probably brown. I assumed she was mocking me, and my tone shifted to match her sarcasm. Brown? Sure, she said. And then she unexpectedly, uh, she was unexpectedly on the defensive. Perhaps I should have expected this. She never liked judgments. Brown is warm. I miss brown. Everything that's supposed to be brown, tree, trunks, rocks, dirt, is all covered up by squashy green stuff here. Her tone brought back the sound of her sleeping complaint at the other night. Too green? Was this what she had meant? I stared at her, thinking how right she was. Honestly, looking into her own eyes now, I realized that brown was my favorite too. I couldn't imagine any more shade any shade more beautiful wow um that this this is like laying it on pretty thick now i know stephanie meyer uh kind of brings the chapter back to this moment um 